so thank you. All right, at this time, uh, I want to uh, introduce to you a, a good friend of mine. I, I, any of you have people who you don't remember not knowing? Um, Deanna's that way for me. I don't remember when I didn't know her. Uh, we uh, rode the bus together. We went to school. Well, we're actually the same age. I was just a grade ahead of her because I started early. So, uh, but uh, just so we make sure that's clear, we're the same age. So, uh, you know, so, uh, but uh, Deanna has a, a marvelous testimony and story. We're glad to have her husband, Tim, and her mother, Miss Cook, with us here uh, today. And before any of you get any bright ideas, you don't need to go ask her a thing about me in the past. Uh, she's... Now, I will tell you this. She was a school teacher who had my children, so you can ask all you want to about them. Uh, she didn't have David, but uh, other than that, you can ask her all the questions you want about how rotten my kids are. Uh, but I was an angel, right, Deanna? She nodded yes, and she's known me longer than you have. Uh, but... Um, uh, okay, yeah, it wasn't true. Uh, but Deanna, I'm going to ask Deanna if she'll come. And uh, Deanna was, a, again, a first, I don't know what you've taught, what, kindergarten, first grade, second grade all? Is that or first and second? So this crowd will be right down your alley, uh, but talk loud because it's a long way to the back, okay? Come on, Deanna. what I feel like I've already been to church after that singing I would have thought they were like the songs were like personally picked for me because I'm up here in tears and there's one that I'm going to tell you a story about in a few minutes but um no I, I have to wait till I get to a certain point in my story that I can share about that song but I I feel like I've already been to church okay all right okay um my name's Deanna Shue. Like he said, I've known Jimmy forever. I, my dream, well, just let me tell you. I taught school for 30 years, retired October 1st, 2016. And Tim and I had plans when I retired, because he was already retired, to get in the, we have a camper. We actually bought a new camper to do this, to hit the road and go wherever we wanted, stay however long we wanted. Which I'd come home, we'd come home. Well, we bought the camper, but it didn't pan out that way because on October, okay, I retired October 1st, November 2nd, he was working in the yard and I was leaving to go get my hair cut. Day just like now, just like everybody sitting in here, we were fine, he was fine. I was going down the road, used to, like if you're going down behind the mall in Concord, and there's Country Club Drive, there used to be a yield before they changed, done all the road work. Well, I was going past Country Club Drive, and I looked over, and I felt something pop in the side, like right here behind my eye, and I heard it. And all of a sudden, it was just like colors everywhere. It was like a kaleidoscope of colors. And remember, it was like, I mean, I was fine when I left home. It was like, bye, babe, bye, see you in a little bit, love you, love you, you know. But all of a sudden, this happened while I was driving down the road. And... I was like praying, God, please don't let me hit anybody. Please don't let me hurt anybody or anybody hit me. And in my mind, I'm thinking, I've got to get off the road because I couldn't see. It was just colors everywhere. And um, I couldn't, like, see where there was exits that I could turn off. But I thought, okay, there's a red light down there. 
or stoplight. If I get to the light and turn right, I can get up to the mall parking lot. Remember, there's, it was at noon, by the way, so there was all kinds of traffic. I made it to the stoplight. My car made it to the stoplight. And I turned, and all of a sudden, there's this big, open, wide space. And I've turned on that road a million times, but I never paid attention to that open space. But I pulled in there. And before I go any further than that, I want to say that it wasn't me driving my car that day. It was God. Because there is no way I could have made it through all that traffic because I was going down through the yield. There was no way I could have made it down through there without hitting a curb or a sign or another car or somebody running into me or something. So I believe with all my heart that God was driving my car that day. Well, I pulled into the little side there, and I tried to call Tim. Well, my vision was worse, and I couldn't see, and so I had to use Siri. Thank goodness I had it on my phone. She was like, hey, Siri, call Tim. And by the time he said, where are you, and I couldn't tell him, but what I was able to tell him he could tell where I was, but I just couldn't get it all out. And so we don't live that far from the mall. I mean, hindsight, we should have called 911. But I called him, and he got down there. By the time he got there, I was seeing double. It was colors, but I could see two reds, two blues, two grays, whatever. And my speech was real garbled and hard to understand. And he tried to put me in the truck to take me over to the hospital. He was right next door, and I couldn't walk. So... I couldn't see right, I couldn't speak, and I couldn't walk by myself. Long story short, we get to the hospital. He has to do everything because I wasn't capable. Took me back, did all kind of tests, why I had a stroke while driving down the road. And again, very blessed. I know it was God because so many things could have happened that day. Um, after seeing all everybody that worked in the hospital, it seemed like, went home with no residual. I could see, I could walk, I could talk, and it seemed like everything was fine. Well, that was November 2nd, and then I knew, or I thought, I was gaining weight, and I was, but I thought it was just I was gaining weight. But one day I started pushing on my stomach right here, and it was hard, like when you're pregnant, you know, your heart, your stomach gets hard. And I thought, okay, this is weird. At the time, I was 51 years old. We'd raised four kids and had four grandkids. And I knew I wasn't pregnant. <laughs> so I told Tim, I said, feel my stomach right here. This is really weird. And then, um, so we decided the next morning we were going to call the doctor to go get it checked out. Within the next morning when I woke up, I had a vein coming up my stomach, like you do when you're pregnant. Well, I went to the doctor, and we st my doctor wasn't there, so I saw the nurse practitioner. She went through the easiest, I guess, protocol might be the right word, might be the wrong word, I don't know, but whatever. But the following week, we had to go back, and I went back on Tuesday, and she said, we're going to get a scan to see what's going on. That was Tuesday. She scheduled my scan for Wednesday. We hadn't been home an hour, not even an hour, my phone rang. And if you ever go get a scan and they call you in less than an hour, you know it's not good. And they said that um, Dr. Levy, who's my primary care, wanted to see me that afternoon to talk about the results. So that afternoon, Tim and my mom and I 
go to the doctor, and the nurse takes us in the room, then my doctor, then um, his nurse practitioner that had been taking care of me up to that point, and then another nurse. And I said, you know, they've never paraded in the room like this, so I knew. We all knew. Well, then he said that the scan showed a tumor about the size of a regular size envelope on my ovaries. And they couldn't tell for sure if it was cancer until we had surgery. Well, anybody knows if there's a tumor that big on your ovaries and there are doctors been around any time, they know if it's cancer or not. And so we had that discussion and yeah, so that day I was told that I had ovarian cancer. That was on Wednesday. My doctor set me up with the oncologist on Thursday, and on Friday I had surgery. So it was like bam, 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 bam. Well, come to find out, it wasn't just ovarian cancer. It was two kinds of ovarian cancer. Both were rare, both were aggressive, and they were mixed. And it was stage 3C because it had spread to my lymph nodes. Not a good, not a good um, starting point. Um, the whole time... I'm so thankful for my mom bringing me up in a Christian home because the whole time I kept in my mind, God's going to take care of me. God's got this. God's got this. There's a reason for it. You know, I kept in my mind. We had The day we left the doctor's office, mom said, do you want me to go with you to tell the children? And I'm like, I've got to wrap my own head around this before I tell anybody, even my own kids. I mean, because you walk in one person, and your whole world or our whole world was just turned upside down. And I felt like I was walking out another person. And it, I just, I can't even explain the feelings when somebody tells you that. So I said, no. So she got in her car left, and Tim and I left. And if, Anybody knows me knows I really don't get mad. I, it take, if you see me mad, there's a real reason because I just really don't let things bother me. But we were in the truck, and I bowed up my fist, and I hit the door as hard as I could. And I said, why, Jesus, why? And as soon as I said, why? I knew that was wrong for me to ask because I knew whatever, there was a reason that I had this. I don't, I, you know, at the time I didn't know why. And really, all through this, that's the only time I was mad. And it was only for a couple minutes because I realized, okay, Deanna, you got to uh, chill. There's a reason. There's a reason you've got this. Deal with it, you know. Well, anyway, Tim, bless his heart, you know, he said, we've got to go tell the kids. And true, because I didn't, definitely didn't want them to hear it from anybody else. So we ended up going, all of our kids are grown and out of the house, so we went to each one and told them. Um, but that was when we first found out. But what I want to tell you today is I want to share the miracles and if somebody doesn't believe in miracles anymore, let me tell you something, friend. Right here is one, and I am glad to claim it. And it's all God. We went to the first set of treatments 
Now, this has been going on for four and a half years. We went through the first set of treatments, and they told us, you know, there's no evidence of disease. So we thought, all right. No. I went back to my first checkup, and it was there again. So since then, I've been having chemo all this time or um, immunotherapy, either one. And when we had to go back for the second round, they told us, um, or they started out checking my uh, heart, my lungs, my, you know, all my organs to make sure they work before they started putting me back on chemo because I've been through every kind of chemo you can imagine. But everything was working. And if you know anybody who has cancer or any other kind of illness, it's like being on a roller coaster because one minute you're up here and everything looks great. And something can hit you in two seconds, and you're down. And you just have to keep fighting and fighting. And that's the way this was. All these tests were looking great for me to start again. Well, then there's a C CA-125, and y'all probably know more than I do about this, but it's a tumor measure. 30 and under is normal, 50 is high. When I went, after getting those tests, went and got our CA-125, and mine was 688. And I'm like, oh, God. What's going on? Why, you know, why is it this bad? Well, that was bad, but eventually got up to over 2,000. So my doctors had, my, well, my, my primary care, I talked to him. Well, I talked to my nurse navigator first. She said, Deanna, you've got to quit putting so much emphasis on that number because there's more than cancer that can cause it to fluctuate. She gave me a really good talking to and then I talked to my primary care. He exact same words. You've got to quit putting so much emphasis on that number. Well, that evening, you know, I thought a lot about what they said, and I let it go. I just said, you know, God, if there's something else wrong with me, let's just find it out so we can fix it. And I, I felt like a relief because I really was focused on that number that was supposed to be 30 or below, and then mine's fluctuating up to 2,000 and back down and up and down. Well, that night, Tim, let me stop and tell you about him first. This is my husband here in the teal shirt. has been the best husband. He goes with me to every doctor's appointment. Every time I've been in the hospital, which has been a lot, he sleeps on that uncomfortable recliner and won't go home. Um... Anything I do, he's right by my side. When COVID came and he couldn't go with me, bless his heart, he took a lounge chair and sat outside my window. The girls in the infusion lab would make sure I had a cubby at the window, and he would take his lounge chair and sit outside so he would still be with me. I mean, so he gets props, definitely, for that. Um, and when I stopped to tell you that, I totally forgot what I was saying before that. That's called chemo brain. But um, let me see. Talking about CA-125. Okay, during the next, I must say, couple years, because there's so much happened, there would be scans, there would be tests, there would be CA-125 checks, um, all kinds of side effects. And one day, my um, oncologist, who I totally adore, looked me in the eye and I can't even explain the feelings for this. And she said, you know this isn't going to get any better. You need to enjoy life while you can. And when you have somebody say that in your face, 
that's pretty hard. And yes, I cried, and yes, it hit me like a ton of bricks. And yes, I was saying, God, I know you're going to take care of me. I know you're going to take care of me. And at the same time, the human side of me is terrified. The thing is, I knew if cancer did take me, or if it didn't take me, either way, I was going to win. Because if he left me here, I would be here with my family. If he decided to move my address to heaven, I would be with him. I mean, that's the greatest thing ever. So I knew either way I would win. And I kept just, yes, there was lots of hard times, but you just have to keep telling yourself and telling yourself and telling yourself. And I had, I had this one day where we had a scan, appointment with Dr. Levy, and then with Miller, my oncologist. When we went to get the scan, after that we went to Dr. Levy, my primary care, and we walked in and he said, do you want to hear some good news? We're like, yeah, please tell us. And he had the results from my scan that I had just had. Now this is after Dr. Miller told me it wasn't going to get better. And every one of them had shrunk. It was getting better. And that afternoon we had an appointment with her. Um, and she was happy, and I just thought about it. I just forgot one of the most important things, and I've got to tell you all this. Go back to when she told me it wasn't going to get better. I looked at her, and I said, my God can make it better. I can't believe I didn't tell you that a minute ago because that's like the most important part because you've got to believe. I mean, not just say it. I had to believe, and I had to hold strong to that. But after we had that scan, went to her, her face was just full of joy because she saw where it was getting better. And I know that she has to tell me the textbook version, but she got the textbook version, and you've got God. And I don't care what that book, those books say. I don't care what the doctors say. I don't care what they tell you. God's the ultimate healer. And, you know, we held tight to that. My whole family did. We've all held tight to it. And let me tell you, after I released it, but I was going to tell you about Tim now, I remember. He usually don't leave me and to go anywhere. And a friend of his asked him to go fishing, and he decided to go, and it was overnight. And y'all, let me tell you what happened. About 4.30 in the morning, do you know how when God's calling you to the altar and you get all excited and your chest is pumping and you, you, know, you can just feel it in your body? I woke up feeling like that. And I'm telling you the truth when I tell you this. For the first time in my life, and I got chills sitting here fixing to tell you, I heard, and I'm telling you, I heard God say, I healed you, Deanna. You're healed. You're healed. I've healed you. And I sort of just like laid there for, you know, taking it all in. And then I called him. And I'm sure at 4.30 in the morning, he'd get a phone call while out on the lake. Scared him to death. But then, of course, when I told him, you know, it was a celebration. Well, I went back to sleep. And about 6 o'clock in the morning, same thing, I woke up. Pumping, I was all excited. I've healed you, Deanna. 
You are healed. I've healed you. From that moment on, I knew without a doubt that I would be healed. I said to myself, I might have to go through two or three more things, or I might have to go through ten, but I know eventually God's going to heal me. Man, I wish I wouldn't have said nine or ten, because let me tell you, (laughs) they piled on after that. And it was a really, I mean, we had to really believe hard. After that, um, Tim, when Tim kept telling me I snored. I said, I do not snore. And what does he do? He records me. And let me tell you, I sounded like a dying cow. It was horrible. It was the lowest, awful sound. When I say a dying cow, I'm not lying. Well, I don't know if, no, it'd have to have more energy in that. It was bad. I said, that's not like a snore. That's something in here. And right after that, I went to the to Gatlinburg with some of my friends, and they the next morning they're like, "Oh my gosh, you're sleeping in the bathtub tomorrow night because you sound awful." What they do? They recorded it. That's okay, y'all are just like Tim. He recorded, and it sounded awful. But anyway, so we went to um, the doctor, and they were going to do voice therapy. Never heard of it, but I've had so many different therapies and operations and medicines. I just okay, let's go with it. Well, when the therapist started to look at my throat, she said, this isn't going to work for you. So she sent me to the doctor, a different doctor, ENT, and my vocal cords paralyzed. And I, I need to back up again. I forgot something. I get all excited and I forget things. Before that, I was, one day I was sitting on the bed and uh, Tim came in there and tried to talk to me and I was like really out of it. And I was real slow at answering him and he took me to the emergency room. And um, long story short, I had a double stroke. I didn't even know you could have a double stroke. Not that I ever thought about it. But I had one on each side of my brain. And so there again, all the therapists, all the, you know, everybody came in. Can you walk? Can you eat? Can you brush teeth? We went through all that. And when I left, we thought there was no residual. But we learned from that stroke, it paralyzed my vocal cords. Here again, you're, okay, God's going to heal me. God's going to heal me because it was just one thing after another. This happened. Um, and then, let's see, I had this huge hernia, which is a whole different story, but I had to have hernia surgery. I was in the hospital from, like, December 30th till the 4th of July, almost constantly. I was out some, but constantly, with one thing happening after another. Um... With my trach, I'm not going to lie, it was, it's been harder in the beginning to deal with than cancer was. It was hard, but we're used to it now, so it's no big deal. Well, eventually, my vocal cords started working again, so I got it taken out. Boy, I was so excited I didn't have to have this thing in. Um, we had it out for 17 days. And Tim was already in bed, and I went and laid down, and he took my oxygen. It was 97. It was fine. In about 10 minutes, I have never in my life. It was worse than the first time. I could not breathe. I couldn't. And, I mean, I knew I was getting some air because I'm still alive. But it was horrible. And he had to call 911. 
And I'm going to tell you something. Pulling off in that ambulance, seeing him have to sit on that porch because of COVID and he couldn't go with me, and me in the ambulance. By then I could breathe. They had me breathing. That was so hard. So hard. Um, when Before they picked me up, the best way I can describe that is if you're in a lake or a pool and somebody would hold you underwater and not let you up and you're trying so hard to breathe and to live, that night when that happened, I knew I was dying. I knew I was dying. I was terrified, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't terrified of dying because I know I'm going to heaven. I was terrified of what was going on. It was the scariest feeling ever. And I needed him with me. Boy, I needed him with me to go with me, but he couldn't. When we got in the hospital, when I got to the hospital that night, I'm in the emergency room by myself. Of all things, a lady comes in there, said that Ted showed I'd had a mild heart attack. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Strokes, heart attacks, cancer, hernia, whatever. I mean, it just keeps adding up. Then they did come back and say that, no, you didn't have a heart attack, thank God. That the stress of my not breathing um, showed, I hope I'm telling this right, showed enzymes that mocked the heart attack, but it wasn't a heart attack, thank God. Um, that happened. And also, um, I just totally forgot again. I don't know. Anyway, my point of this is that one thing kept happening after another, and the last four and a half years, honestly, I was close to dying nine and a half times. I mean, nine and a half times, nine times, either from the cancer or the strokes or the breathing or whatever, but nine times. And I'm still here, and you can't tell me that's not God. I don't know how people get through life without him. We we prayed and we prayed and we prayed. And like I said, yes, it was so hard sometimes. But when you think of the miracles, besides I'm still alive as a miracle after all those, but all the different things that happen, even the day and day in, every breath we take, you don't think about it. When you can't get your breath, you think about it. When you can't take a hot shower because the chemo is going to burn, make the water burn your skin, you think about it. You know, God gives us gifts every single day. There's miracles every single day that we just look over. It may not be big like mine, but every single day, every day. Let me tell you, my oncologist, like I said, who I absolutely adore, retired. Well, that made me sad because she's the greatest ever. And I got a new oncologist. And I hadn't really got the form, the kind of bonding because COVID, so she would call me. You know how all the doctor visits were, calls or video or whatever. Anyway, from my understanding, ovarian cancer patients could or didn't have radiation. Well, now I've got a new oncologist, and she tells me she wants me to have radiation. And that's sort of, I'm thinking, okay, Dr. Miller, 
said this, so I talked to my primary care, and he said, I'm going to tell you because your medical excuse me, situation is so complex, there's a team of doctors that watch you. I didn't even know that. Watch your case. And they all think that you should have radiation. Okay, so I went to radiation. 33 days, every day, Monday through Friday, had the weekends off. And I hadn't seen my oncologist since, like, March. Well, I went to see her the last week of June, on June 25th, and I'd had a PET scan earlier that week. Well, Tim and I, you know, after you get the scans, we've heard it over and over. It's, they've shrunk or they've not shrunk or whatever. Well, we went in there, and she was reading the results to us, and we were both sort of like, and I said, say that where we can understand it, because it was medical terms. I didn't know what they meant. Are you ready? I am cancer-free after four and a half years. There is no cancer that showed up on that scan, none. And remember, I was told it wasn't going to get better. I was told to enjoy life while I could. I wasn't going to let it beat me. And like I said, there were plenty of times that were hard. Lots of times that were hard. I believe wholeheartedly, number one, God. Number two is your attitude. Positive attitude is going to take you a long way. Because there's so many times I could have sat back and got down and out. I wasn't going to let myself. I got away from stress. Things. Just, I mean, I'm not going to say there wasn't any stress in my life, because there was. But I'm saying things that brought stress. I said, sorry, don't have time for it. i got to take care of me now. I made, we made a point. Tim, bless his sweetheart, he put his hand on my stomach every night and prayed for God's healing to take it away. The kind I had was so rare that the people don't didn't put money into it um, because they're going to put money into and this is totally understandable to cancers that it's going to serve more people. Like I. I, whatever I get diagnosed with, I'm just going to be honest, two rare cancers, severe thyroid, hyperthyroidism, whatever. Everything's severe, that word's in front of it. Um, and I'm not saying, I guess I'm saying that to say, yes, we've dealt with a lot. Do I want pity? Absolutely not, man, because i got so many praises. And we knew all along the way that it could have been worse. And every time we would just say, there's another bump in the road, we'll get over it. And with God, we can do it. Yeah. But I want to thank you all for letting me come and know that God is so good. And whatever you're going through, it might not be an illness. It could be your marriage. It could be friendships. It could be work. It could just be life in general. But if you hold on to God, I mean, He's going to take care of you. And you believe that. Don't let go of it. Because he's going to take care of you right here. Yes, I've got a lot of other medical conditions that we're going to have to deal with. We'll deal with them. That's fine. But the major one that wasn't supposed to get better, by golly, is gone. And that's the biggest deal right there. But, okay. Oh, the song. Yes, let me tell you about that song. This is so cool. Dad, uh, Tim's dad has Alzheimer's. And it's pretty pretty far 
And after we called his mom and told her about me being cancer-free, y'all, this is so awesome. That's why when y'all sang that song, the first one, it was so awesome. Um, after we hung up, she told his daddy, and his daddy started singing that song, To God Be the Glory. And he sang the whole song, and when he finished, he said, It's great to have something to praise God for. How cool is that? And then we come in here, and it's the first song y'all play. I mean, I'm telling you, I'd already been to church before I got up here on the stage this morning. But I want to thank you all for letting me come. I appreciate you very much. I want to ask Archie and Nancy if they will to come. I want to give you a moment this morning. I want to do two things. One is... um, I want to ask you a question. What would you do if you walked in and your doctor told you, enjoy what you got left? Enjoy what life you have left. Are you ready this morning to meet Jesus? You may not get that opportunity. The doctor may not ever tell you that. You may have a stroke driving down the road. Your vocal cords could freeze up and you may not be able to breathe and you may not make it to the hospital. Are you ready today to meet Jesus? Are you ready today to get that kind of news? If you're not, would you come and let me show you from God's Word how you can be. See, here's what I think is the secret to Deanna's story is Deanna already had faith. She already knew the Lord. She didn't wait, as I've said before, till the cows were out to shut the gate. That's the way a lot of people want to treat things. When things go wrong, then they want to go running to the Lord. Um, Randy, sitting back here, already had his faith. From the day one in talking to him, he's had faith. He's trusted God. Are you ready to hear that kind of news from your doctor? Furthermore, this morning, maybe today you haven't been through something like that, but you know God's been faithful in your life. You know God's been good to you. and You just want to kneel and thank Him. Maybe that's the thing you need to thank Him for, is that you haven't been through some of the things she's been through. Maybe that's what you need to say, Lord, I, I thank you for taking care of me for giving me a, a, a healthy life. Whatever it is, God speaks to you today. Because um, uh, we never know when that, when that doctor's appointment is going to be ours. Uh, again, I, I, I gave Deanna grief retiring at 51 years old. You know, um, I said, graduated a year behind me and already retired, and I got to work till 2 o'clock on the day of my funeral. And I gave her all kinds of, uh, you know, I gave her grief about retiring. And then you, you just don't know when, when your life's going to get turned upside down. Today is the day to get things right with the Lord. I want to ask you to stand. We're going to pray. We're going to sing. And you can come and kneel. Kneel where you are, whatever, however God speaks to you. Maybe you want to get somebody by the hand and say, would you go pray with me? Or can I pray with you? Father, we thank you today for allowing us to be here. God, I thank you for uh, 
Deanna's testimony, God, how you've worked in her life, and God, uh, the doors you're opening up for now to go out and God to say things and tell people that um, God they wouldn't listen to a, to a preacher. God, people wouldn't, but God, somebody who's walked that walk and been through that valley and seen your hand and seen your faithfulness. Uh, God, we uh, we thank you for. Uh, her willingness to, to tell that story and to give you the praise. God, this morning, if there's one here, one online watching that uh, doesn't know you, God, that's not ready uh, to, to meet you, God, I pray that you would speak to their heart, God, that you would convict them, uh, God, that they would see their need today of a Savior. Uh, God, for those today who, are, uh, who have been through uh, much as well, uh, God, that, you'd, uh, that they'd be grateful thankful for your blessings on their life. Uh, God, just move uh, your spirit, move in this place according to your will, and we'll give you the honor for all that you do. For it's in Jesus' precious name I pray. Amen. attention this morning. Uh, tell you two things real quick. Uh, uh, clear. If you happen to see me with my phone to my ear a while ago, uh, it's because one of our families that are traveling, uh, I got a call from them at a voicemail while service was going on, and I thought, that's 
not normal, something must be wrong. And evidently they didn't mean to dial me because it was a blank message, but, uh, which is a good thing. That means there, no, that nothing was wrong. So uh, if you saw me with my phone in my ear, I wasn't calling in my lunch order while Deanna was talking. So, uh, and uh, second of all, uh, Deanna has written a book. Is it still number one? Okay, her book started out as number one on Amazon for a while, uh, and she didn't come to sell her book. In fact, when she come in with me, she said, now, how do I do this? Well, I've never done this before. Uh, so, uh, but they're back, how much are they? Uh, okay, so, uh, Tim? Oh, okay, he's back there. Uh, they're back there at the table. Um, so, um, if you'd like to pick up a copy of her book, uh, it's there, and um, you can uh, get that. Uh, and also, um, the basket's on. That basket's just permanently attached to that column back there now. Um, if you'd like to, Deanna didn't get come for. Uh, she didn't say I got to have this much, even though she's a best-selling author now. Uh, she didn't demand a speaking fee, but uh, I do know that she told me the other day one of her uh, one of her medicines was like twenty thousand dollars a month or something like that. Was that? What? Yeah, I didn't yeah. pay for it. Foundation paid for it. I couldn't have paid for it. Yeah. Foundation paid for it. But you, you know, in four and a half years, uh, so if you'd like to give uh, to, uh, for her, uh, it'll be in that basket back there. All right, let's dismiss. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the day you've given us. Uh, God, for allowing us together. God, I thank you for Deanna and her story. Uh, God, for the faith that she shared with us this morning. Uh, God, I ask you to go with us as we leave here. God, direct us in all that we do. Uh, God, that we'd honor you when we walk through those doors. And we'll give you the honor uh, for it all. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.